Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Here's a cool fact. A crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Another cool fact, you can get short-term health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans are designed for people who are between jobs, coming off their parents' plan, or turning a side hustle into a full-time gig. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. Get more cool facts about United Healthcare short-term plans at uh1.com. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health-monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. We would like to acknowledge that this podcast being held on Aboriginal land, the land of the Wurundjeri people of the Kulin Nation, and we would like to pay respect to their elders past, present and emerging and their multiple birth parents of children with disabilities. And this week we're speaking to a beautiful pea shoot who's a member of our Hangout. This podcast contains truth, laughter and sometimes swearing. So put your headphones, earbuds, head pods, I don't know what they're called, but put them in or on <laughs> and listen. And this is... International Pee Week, episode five. We got there. We got there, Kate. <laughs> Tomorrow is our live show. Yes. Which is hopefully there's one or two tickets left. And if you're listening and thinking, should I? Yes, you yes, should. Come to, yes, come to Yarraville. Come and see us if you can, if you're yep. in Melbourne. And then 15th of May in Ringwood. Yes, that's right. Yep. So we'll tell you a little bit about the weather because Annalise would be sad yeah. if we didn't. So it's it's yeah. quite sunny in yes, Melbourne today. I feel like winter's sort of arrived. Yeah, I think so too. A bit of dreariness. Yes, but we have got sunshine. Molly is on school camp and yeah. there was like buckets of rain. Oh, <laughs> of course. But her teacher sent me a beautiful photo of her yesterday and said they're all having a great time. Oh, awesome. So, yeah. Anyway, yeah. today we've got – a awesome member of our hangout. Would you like to introduce yourself? Hi there, I'm Dean and um, I'm a, a, um, a member of the of the hangout and it's a really, really supportive group. Yeah. yeah. Thank you, Dean. We're so thrilled to have you. We are so thrilled to have you. So we're going to launch in with our three questions. The first question, do you have any music that gets you through good times or bad times and I know you like music so I'm looking forward to the answer. <laughs> I I do like music. Yeah, I've um been a, a fan of music from way back. Um god, I think a song that probably gets me through and it's probably a song I like to call it the song of the um the peas and that's uh, No Ordinary World by uh, John Farnham which oh, I mentioned on the hangout. Yes. Um, you know, because it probably sums up the life of a pea because it it is a, it's an ordinary world. Mm. It's a somewhat probably different world to mm. Those around. Yes. Oh, good song. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, anything Farnsy. <laughs> that's right. It's a winner. It's, yeah, that's right. We love yeah, him. Yeah, awesome. Okay, yep. what about did you win any awards at school? Well, this I mentioned in the Hangout, and you'll probably get a laugh out of this. When I, in my second season of playing blind cricket, I received the Best Clubman Award, mm. which is an award voted on by the team. Right. And the funny thing about it was I voted for myself to win it. <laughs> Well, it worked. Yeah, good. It did. It did. <laughs> I think all of those people that get nominated for TV Week Logies. You reckon it, they're in there? Yeah, they vote for themselves. <laughs> and I, all, I think they'd have to. Yes, of course they do. Tell well, me, when we ask for a gold Logie, Kate. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> You'd be definitely, I'm sure all their TV producers and stuff yeah, vote and vote Yeah, of course. Well, good on so you, Dean. Good on you, Dean. Yes. Congratulations. Yes. Okay, and our favourite question, why are you a member of the P-Tribe? 
the sixty-four thousand dollar question. Yes. Well, um, <laughs> I uh, was born premature, so mm. I was born at uh, twenty-five and a half weeks. Wow. And, uh, as a result, I'm uh, totally blind. Mm. You're a wow. super patient. And so, if you don't mind telling us, how old are you? <laughs> oh well. <laughs> Ooh, jump straight to uh, it. Well, I'll be 40 in a week and a bit's time. So. Ah. <laughs> right. So that I that was very premature. It's still very premature, but yeah. the odds of your survival must have been quite low. It was, yeah. Um, when I was born, um, the local hospital uh, in where I was living at the time uh, thought I wouldn't last the night, so mm. I clearly proved them wrong. Yes. <laughs> and then I was sent to the uh, Mercy Hospital, mm. uh, one of the hospitals in Melbourne, yep. and um, I was there till I was five months old. Yes. yes, yes. Do you know much about that? Have you spoken much about your birth to your mum? Um, yeah, I, I know sort of bits and pieces. I know um, I every time my mum would come and see me, I stopped breathing. Oh, mm. Wow. Um, which didn't, that sort of aversion didn't continue on throughout my life. But I got over that. But, um, yeah, so I didn't have that, you know, sort of problem. But, um, yeah, I know um, my, my dad would sort of go and see me during his lunch break at work. Right. Um, but my mum, I think it was just too, probably too hard for her to come and see me at the time because she also, because I have an older sister. Right. Um, so she was sort of busy with her at the time as well. Um, but I, I know, like, I had a lot of, you know, tubes in yes. and, you know, I would um, I would pull them out sometimes, mm. what I understand. Mm. And, um, yeah, so I um, and I weighed uh, two pound two when I was born. Oh, yeah. Tiny. So, and now I'm six foot two. Wow. So, you know, when I tell people I was premature, <laughs> they sort of look at me and look around and think, yeah. okay, something going on here. <laughs> And so when did your family work out that there was issues with your sight? Well, um, they had a sort of inkling that something was going on by, you know, the sort of whispers around the, uh, the you know, with the nurses and doctors mm. and all that sort of thing. So they had an idea that something was wrong. But um, the doctor that uh, broke the news of the... Uh, the fact I couldn't see to my parents was a bit of a rectum. Oh, right. I can imagine. <laughs> um, and, and it's sort of no surprise hearing the, uh, you know, what, what people say about the medical profession. Mm. Um, he said to my parents, he's blind, I've written to Burwood. Now, Burwood was the uh, school division of uh, the Royal Victorian, what was then the Royal Victorian Institute for the Blind. Yes. And the doctor had written to them. Mm. Right, and so that, that was, was sort the, of that really was the whole it, yeah. Was, that's it. You're on your own. Yeah, yeah, wow. and of course there was no. It's a different time because yeah. there was no, no certainly no two piece podcast, no. no Facebook groups, and nothing like that. So, no. um, yeah. And how old yep. was your sister? What's the age gap between you and her? Uh, my sister was four when I was born. Right, so your mum was busy. She was. She was. <laughs> yeah. And so, I, what? Your first few years, what what was that like for your mum? Do you know? Um, oh, God, I think like the first couple of years were, I don't think she worked for the first couple of years of my life because mm. it was, you know, touch and go as to, you yes. know, sort of what would happen. And mm. um, I think like a lot of us, I sort of started the um, early intervention at um, the School for the Blind yes. and um, that was bit different for me because there were people there that had multiple disabilities right. at the time too. Mm. So, you know, of course they would make noises as far as, you know, their sort of ways of communicating yes. and that was pretty scary to me. Yes. Mm. Yeah, of course, because you couldn't see them. Mm. Yeah, that's right. That's right. Mm. I know when um, we're jumping around a bit here but that's what we do, when Mandy and that's I were okay. talking to Naz Campanella, she was saying, um, and she's an amazing blind reporter for people that don't know her, for the ABC, that people come up and touch her without um, talking to her first. They just, like, touch her to, like, you need to move or, like, have people done that to you your whole life? They, um, yeah, look, people sort of do do that. If you're walking, like, say, along a train platform or, you know, minding your business and people just sort of come and tap you on the shoulder and it frightens you a bit. Because yes. What are they what are they doing? So, um, yeah, but I've I've sort of learnt, you know, sort of that that's how people are. I've um, yeah, I've seen a lot of um, I think probably people with disabilities generally, a lot of sighted people are, are pretty afraid to give us assistance because maybe they've had someone mm. abuse them, right? For 
offering assistance, whereas I just say, oh, look, I'm fine. Thank you. You know, mm. I'm, I'm okay, but thank you anyway. And, I, and we just move on. Mm. Yes. Uh, I, you know, I'm a big fan of asking if people need help. Yes. Not, not people with disabilities, just all people. Everybody, yeah. If you see someone, you think, are they That's all right? right? You just ask. And if they're all right, they say, yep, I am. Yeah, and uh, and you know that, that's sort of really all it takes. There's really no need to get um, you know annoyed or you know mm. go off the ha- fly off the handle. No, there's not. It's mostly people mean well. Yeah, they, they do. Yeah, and in you know traveling around on public transport, you know, and and other travel I've done, people have uh, you know mean well. Yeah, hmm. yeah. Can you tell us a little bit about what your f- memories are of? like school, starting school, or what was that like? Yeah, okay. Um, I started, so I, I did like early intervention and preschool at the School for the Blind yes. and then I started off their school division. Um, that wasn't great, mm. the schooling there, because, um, again, there were people with multiple disabilities right. and at that sort of stage I was blind, just blind and didn't sort of really know where I fit. Yes. And, I, I sort of had one particular, I was a, a pretty sort of sensitive kid and I, I had one teacher who who wasn't particularly, you know, I was to find out later on that people with a similar nature to me, she would always, you know, be quite mean to them Aww. and that sort of thing. So so I was I was pleased to um, get out of there when I did, to be honest. Right. Mm. Mm. So in what grade was that, do you think? I um I sort of instigated my own integration in Did a roundabout you? way. Right. Um, I was only about eight, and I was pretty lucky that my mum was. Well, both my parents were all f- for me to be integrated, so mm. it wasn't like I had to really convince them too much. Because from where I was living at the time to the school for the blind, it was a, a half hour trip, yes. which to a kid's a long way. It a long is. way. And I just thought, look, why can't I be uh, integrated? So yes. my mum wow. sort of did some. Inquiry, you know, can, you know, go to a local school. I probably is probably how I put it. Mm. That was probably where and, your sister you know, went too. Is that right? That was a different school to where ah, she went. Okay. Um, I think I, I don't know why they didn't send send me to the same school that my sister was at, but um, um, she went to a um a, a different primary school to me. Right. Um, like I, you know, we could walk there, walk to the yeah, so mm. good. So, Mum and I would sometimes walk and, you know, that sort of thing. Yeah. So, yeah, that, and, and, you know, so I started there in grade two mm. um, and I was there till grade six and that mm. had its challenges, I can tell you that, because, yes. um, you know, the school were very – you basically needed a cattle prod up them to sort of get anything <laughs> done in some respects. <laughs> um was that cattle prod your mum? Was she? Yes, yes. she was. Yeah, yes. she was the one that I think, like everyone in the P community, it's always the mum in a mm-hmm. lot, of, a lot of cases that does all the advocating and yeah, you know, was involved and in, you know mm. all that sort of thing and always the one you go to when there's trouble. Mm. Um, so yeah, she would be the one that you know would sort of go and you know have a chat to the teachers and do, I mean, I had visiting teachers and that sort of stuff who, yes. who were mostly uh, pretty good as well. Mm. And did you learn to read with Braille or what What was that I like? Did. Yes, I did. I learnt that um, at the School for the Blind and that mm. took a little while to, to grasp, uh, you know, probably not as quick as, as others, but, um, you know, I got the, got the hang of it. And, um, yeah, so I did uh, my schooling in number of ways actually so with audio braille and in sort of later years uh on a laptop computer with um a screen reader that mm. reads to me what's written on the screen through speech right mm. right yep yep ah and then did you what you just went to mainstream high school I did, yeah. Uh, I was pretty lucky. I went to one of the local high schools that had a really good uh, integration program. Wow. They would have a program with the local special school where students would come in probably, you know, for a session or a morning or however it worked. Mm. But the good thing about there was they uh, they had uh, another blind student there before me. Ah. Mm. So it wasn't really the battle of, First you person. know, this, you know that they knew what I needed mm. and, uh, you know, even though I was very different to the student mm. that came before me, they still knew what I what I needed and, and the sort of supports I, I required. So they were, high school was probably the best year, one of the best years, um, oh. you know, the best years of my life, I That's would say. That's so lovely oh. to hear that. And it should be that way. Yes. Yeah, I have very fond yes. memories of high school. Yeah, me too. And so 
Did you have heaps of friends? I did have a lot of friends, yeah. One friend I had, um, and I'm still friends with him now. Oh. His name's Daniel, and he um, he was profoundly deaf. Right. But um, we were able to communicate. He didn't need sign language or anything like that, so we were able to communicate really well. And um, and we've been friends since high school, and I was in the, um, in the wedding party at his wedding no. a few oh. years back, which I was really, really pleased yeah. about and um, when he asked me I didn't have to ask Siri or phone a friend it was an instant yes I'll do it <laughs> <laughs> I was really really pleased to be part of that oh yeah awesome and so was this all based in Melbourne it was based in Melbourne yeah yep yep so but- I I grew up in um Mulgrave oh yeah which yep. is, uh, about 10 k's the other side of Glen Waverley VFL yep. Park yep Yes, not far from there. <laughs> I remember it well. Yep, yep. Yes. It's quite close to us. <laughs> Used to be known as uh, Arctic Park. Yes, freezing. Yes. Cold and everything. Yes. Isn't yep. it like the rain belt? It oh. is. It is a rain belt. Yes. It is. I know yeah. stuff. Mm. Weather chat. Yeah. <laughs> Annalise would love that. She, yeah, she will. Love She'll love it. She'll love it. Oh, dear. We did talk to the bomb on Friday. I know we. With, this is going off track again, but we did tell them how much we love them. <laughs> oh, you've had your tour, haven't we you? Had our, yeah. well, well, we, we had to do it on Zoom. They're, going to, they're not letting anyone in yet, even most of oh, the okay. people. Only the actual um, meteorologists are there. Everyone else is at home. But the minute they let us open, they said we'll be the first people through the door. <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> so we'll, we we'll be sure to talk about that yeah. incessantly. Wow, Don't worry okay. about that. <laughs> oh, we're silly. Oh, and oh. so... In when you're at school, did you know what you wanted to be when you grew up? I did from a very young age, from the age of ten or thereabouts. I wanted to. I always wanted to get into radio. Yeah, <sighs> that was something I always wanted to do. So I would, um, you know, I'd listen to a lot of radio. My first visit to a radio station was at a radio station in Terrelgan in Country Victoria. Right. My grandparents, well, my mum uh, was from Gippsland originally, so I spent a lot of time there as a kid. And um, my grandfather's one of those people that would just, you know, we just walk in and we'll do something. So we walked mm-hmm. in to uh, the local radio station at the time, 3GG, and oh. he just asked if they could show me around. And oh. at that time, someone was able to. So that was really, really good. So I... Um, you know, sort of worked at that for a while and um, and I was going to do um, community radio mm. and that actually came at a pretty um, good time in my life. Well, not, not a good time, but I was pretty, I was in year 11 at that time and I um, was very disillusioned about school. So there's mm. a lot, it's an so familiar story. You yes. get to year 11 you get very disillusioned mm. and, um, you know, what's this all yeah, for? Yeah. Um, so I went to, um, I was told of a, a, a guy called uh, the late Clark Sinclair who ran a radio school in Melbourne. Right. And I just thought, God, this is where I want to be. I yeah. remember saying to my mum, look, if something comes of this, I'm going to chuck school in and do this. <laughs> yeah. And they were like, well, no, you sort of still need an education. <laughs> and I'm glad I stayed on. Yeah. But uh, looking back, but um, so I, I did a, a radio course there uh, with the view of getting into commercial radio. That didn't happen because um, it was, you know, there were a possible work experience placements, which never happened. Oh. And that was really taking its toll on me. Yes. Mm. And I just decided it was best if I left. And I was given the option to go back in a few months, but uh, about a week after I decided I wasn't going back to ra- do radio in a few months, uh, I was I was enjoying my uh, freedom too much, I yeah. guess. <laughs> do you think there was rectum behaviour behind that or like, do, you, um, do you think it was about your disability? No one can really prove it. Yeah. Um, you can't sort of really prove what, mm. you know, what sort of grounds that was on. I imagine it might have been. Mm. I When I sort of was at the stage where uh, you go to careers advisors and, um, you know, you go through that stage, um, the careers advisors at the school were very supportive. Mm. They knew that's what I wanted to do. But uh, when it came to the blindness sector, they were not. Mm. Um, they were sort of more like, oh, you know, not every, oh, you know, real, you know, blind people go to uni and study mm. music or study, yes. you know, 
whatever. Mm. You're like, well, blind people are just people. So I want to be in radio. And I've got the voice for it. You do have the voice for it. Best voice ever. And my sister says I've got a face for radio as well, so I've had that said to me a few times. That's only a sister um, can say that. Oh, yes. And um, I uh, was, uh, you know, so I was a bit sort of annoyed at the, probably a bit of rectum behaviour in that respect, yeah. you'd say. Uh, I just thought, God, I'm doing something different yes. out of the ordinary. Yes. Why can't people just accept it? Yes. So that was a bit, so that was really, I, I faced resistance from that aspect. Mm. But when I finished up and decided enough was enough with the radio course, I was pleased I gave it a good shot. Yeah. yeah. You know, yeah. I didn't stay in there for five minutes and think it was too hard. I was there for nearly four years. Oh, oh wow. Yes. And so I put a lot of, I worked really hard at it, mm. but I just, I was satisfied that I'd given it a good crack. Mm, mm. Mm, mm. Yeah, well. They more fool them. Yes, that's right. Mm. So I think that this is probably not what you want to do, but you've got the perfect voice for love songs and dedications. <laughs> Kate, <laughs> you do. You've got a beautiful voice. <laughs> I don't know if you have that in Adelaide. You're in Adelaide now, aren't you? No, no, still in still Are you Melbourne. still in Melbourne? Why did I think you lived no, in no, Adelaide? No. In my mind, you live in Adelaide. Oh, <laughs> wrong. That's so wrong. Oh, wow. Okay. I've, I've moved. I've moved into my own place in January in McKinnon. Ah, oh, terrific! Yep, near the in Melbourne, so. very good secondary yep. college that people want to go to. Oh, really? Yeah, McKinnon's one of those oh, schools that everyone wants okay. to get their hooks into. Yeah, it's oh. not. It's not far from where I live. So where I live is in a school zone. Right. Uh, yeah. Yep. So it's not far. There's a primary school and a secondary school. I think. Ah, uh, yeah, yeah. They're all very. How popular. did you navigate that time? Like. What were you, how did you move from school friends to work friends? How did that all work? Okay. Um, well, I, um, when I uh, finished school, I did a, um, a course at TAFE uh, in business advertising because I thought it was something to sort of complement the yes. radio course mm. I was doing. Mm. But it was more, looking back on it now, it was probably more a bit of a means to an end in some respects because... I was sort of more if a job came up in radio, I'd finished school, I was out of that environment, I could just mm. go and take that up. Yeah. So I guess that the studying at, at TAFE wasn't sort of really, um, you know, front, front of mind at that time, I mm. guess. Mm. Um, but then uh, when I finished up, my first job was uh, as a, um, was on a project with the community um uh, community Jobs Placement Program, right. which was at that time at the uh, Royal Victorian Institute for the Blind. So mm. I worked uh, for them. That was a three-month position. Mm. Uh, so I worked there uh, and then I was out of work for about 15 months and uh, I got a job at the uh, the ANZ Bank on the switchboard because ah. uh, there was someone who I got that through a contact through Blind Cricket who was working there and uh -huh. he, you know, put a, a word in for me and it was all sort of that was all okay so I worked there um for four years and then in 2009 I was made redundant from that oh. and uh, I was out of work for nearly six years right. where I, uh, I got the current job I'm in now right oh, which is I work for Southeast Water oh yeah ah. So I work for them uh, in their customer support area oh. and they have been really really supportive oh, so terrific Awesome, awesome. Big shout out to them. How did you survive those six years being unemployed and how did that I feel? I wondered that myself, actually. Yeah, um, but that was I tough. did voluntary work. Mm -hmm. uh, I realised pretty early on that I was going to struggle to get paid work. Mm. So I, uh, an employment consultant at the agency I was with at the time, saw something on the internet, uh, a community visitor scheme where you go and visit elderly residents oh. in a nursing home and, and I had a guide dog at the time too, so he was a big hit with the residents. Yes, he would be. Um, so I, um, so I um, went and did that. So that was really good to put on my on my CV as mm, well, mm. because you see, went with a lot of us with disabilities, we can't go and get jobs in cafes or no. you know retail of some description as a bit of a stopgap. Yes. No. Yeah, so, on your way through um, uni and high school, like everybody else. Yeah, that's does. right. Yeah. That's right. Yeah. yeah. So. Uh, you know, I was really pleased I had the voluntary work. Mm. Yeah. yeah. Well, my um, 
daughter who's a paediatric OT, really, really wanted to work in peds, really hard to get into paediatric OT because you can't specialise at uni. Right. You just come out as an occupational therapist. So she, even though had that, got offered some jobs, said, I don't want to work in that field and went and volunteered at special schools, did the teacher's aid course and just did voluntary work until she had enough hours to to get a job. So it's... Lots yeah, of people right. do it, but yes, it's you have more prejudice. You have much more prejudice. It's a, yeah, mm. it's a lot harder for us. Mm. And I was, I guess, I'm always someone who's pretty persistent. Mm. And um, I, you know, I'd always, if if uh, an employment consultant would say to me, "Oh, I can do this, I can do that," I'd be on the phone to them a couple of days later. What have you done? Yeah, yeah. yep. Um, you know, have you done it? So I, they actually hired a consultant. Um, I think there was myself and one other who'd been out of work a long time. Um, to, to specifically get us a job. Oh. And that's what they did. That's what she did with me. Awesome. Oh. So I was really pleased about that. Yes, yeah. yes. And going back to sport, how long did you play blind cricket for? Cricket's one of my great passions. <laughs> I, okay, yeah, well, I played blind cricket for um, 25 years or thereabouts. Oh, wow. Tell so us all about it. And um, played, uh, I played for... Uh, well, nationals for Victoria, um, ACT and South Australia. Wow. And uh, two years ago I made a uh, John Farnham comeback, what I called it, for (laughs) Victoria. It was the last time. Yeah. Um, And at that tournament I received the uh, second um, amount of wickets for the Totally Blind players of the tournament. So I was pretty pleased about that. Congratulations. You can't vote yourself for that one. The wickets (laughs) tell the story. Had I voted for myself, I might have won it. (laughs) Yeah. Um, <laughs> True. Oh, that's amazing. And so Can you you're tell a us how, how it works? How does it work? Okay. Well, a blind cricket team uh, has three. So it's 11 a side, like incited cricket. Yep. A, and it's divided up into uh, players according to their sight. So to play blind cricket, you have to be legally blind. So have um, what they call 660. So what you and Kate would be able to see see at uh, six, 60 metres, they've got to be six metres away to be able to see it. Right. So, um, and then they have, so they had, so that's a, a B3 and then a B2 is, um, so 260, so same rule applies uh, and, you know, where you've got to be two metres away from something to be able to see it uh-huh. and the totally blind, the B1s. Got it. So uh-huh. there's probably listeners that are thinking, oh, B1 and B2, what <laughs> is that, bananas and pyjamas or something, but it isn't. Um <laughs> It's um, yeah. That that's how uh, how a team is um, is uh, divided up. Right. So there's uh, a certain amount of players per B one, B two, B three. Per category. That's per right. Category. Yeah. Okay. Right. Yeah. Ah, and you all do everything. We we do. Yes. Yeah. Um, we all have our our yeah. strengths. Batting's not my uh, not really. I'm not a batsman. Right. Uh, I'm more a bowler. No. I'm more known. I've been more known for my bowling over the yeah. time. So you're the tail. When you come in, the team's in a little bit of trouble. That's right. Yes. <laughs> Ah, awesome. And um, I was going to say, so you were 38 when you took the most, nearly the most wickets for a season. For the, the competition, the competition. yeah. Competition. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Uh, and is there a seniors? No, there isn't. It's mm. sort of all, all ages, really. Right, yeah, um, yeah, yeah. Yeah, it's sort of all, all, all ages, really. We've got... Um, you know, uh, play you know, young young players who are you know from, it's from sort of fourteen up the, the competition. Yes. So because yes. it's you know all of it is um you know there's not a lot of us in the blind. No. So we can't really have our divisions, yep. our yep. Yes. you know seniors divisions. So you're, it's sort of all in everyone all in. So yep. Yep. yeah, and yep. it's pretty awesome to represent your state. Yeah, it is. Mm. It is. Yeah, that's cool. I know for my daughters it was a really special thing in athletics. So, mm. yeah, oh, be on yeah, Team yeah, Vic, they, um, you're very proud. Oh, yeah, 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 because the problem is, though, with a lot of it is um, a lot of it's self-funded disability yes, sport. that's mm-hmm. right. Unless you can get backing from big organisations, mm. a lot of it's out of your own pocket. It really is, yes. It really, really is. And then... Well, I think a lot of sport is, but disability sport even worse. Yeah. And oh, yeah, and mm. unless you have a profile. Yes, yes that's right. that's right. Yeah. Yep. You just need a famous person to care, which is ridiculous. But, <laughs> it's you know, not fair. it's not fair. Or a politician's, something happens to someone in a politician's family, like they are a drug user or something, all of a sudden there's money for yeah. that, you know, because people don't oh, have yeah. empathy. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> for sure. Yeah. A lot can happen in the next three years. Like a chatbot maybe your new best friend. 
but what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare tri-term medical plans are available for these changing times. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer budget-friendly, flexible coverage for people who are in between jobs or missed open enrollment. The plans last nearly three years in some states, with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. So for whatever tomorrow brings, United Healthcare tri-term medical plans may be for you. Learn more at UH1.com. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Did you talked a bit about before about getting your own place? Was that the first time you moved away from your parents or what? what what's been your living arrangements been like um yeah i uh, moved away in um in january this year i yeah. uh, wanted to buy a place closer to work right. uh, so i work in frankston yep and i was traveling from mulgrave which on public transport was a bit of an effort yeah oh, do you have to go into the um, city and then back out no i'd no. get a bus to uh dandenong and yes. then a right. bus out to frankston so yes. it would be two buses yeah um but um i wanted to be somewhere near a station mm. Uh, and this place came up, so I'm I'm really happy here. Ah, mm. terrific! Awesome. I would love to have a place on my own. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Probably shouldn't admit that. No, <laughs> no. I love my family very, very much. Um, and so you also have a radio show, though, don't you? I do. Yes, I um I got back into it um a few years ago. I um. I'd sort of uh, been, it's a, sort of a bit of a probably long winded story as to how I got back into it, but um. Tell us. I'll, yeah. Okay. Well, I was um I was playing sport and just coming coming home from it feeling pretty fed up because mm. you know a lot of my friends weren't playing anymore and I thought no, what's all this? For? Yeah. I'm going to um why don't I get it back into radio? So I um I sent an email around because I knew uh, there was internet broadcasting mm. happening. I wanted to get into it about ten years ago, but it was the old old thing. Too much time, no money. Mm. Yeah. So I couldn't really do it the way I wanted to. So um. I sort of sent emails rounds and um, a guy that I uh, I heard from was a guy I actually worked with at my previous job, as it happened. Right. And um, he said, look, I run an internet stream. Ah. Uh, can you, uh, you know, do you want to come and, and do a show? Mm. And I said, oh, I'd love to. So yes. I took some music with me on a USB stick and um, went to his place and I did it and it was as if I'd never left. Oh, it was something great. that I really naturally picked up and mm. I just thought I want to do this. Yeah. So um, I um, I sort of thought, oh, yeah, so, you know, it was sort of buying the equipment and the software mm. and everything I needed and then it was, you know, a lot of technical issues and then we got everything sorted. And uh, so I, um, yeah, I, I host a show uh, on a Thursday night and it's something that I really love to do. Oh, yeah. And it's live? It is live, yeah. Yeah, yeah. I was um, in the early days I was pre-recording it because the internet provider I was with at the time <laughs> yeah. was experiencing a lot of dropouts. Yes, oh, yes, we when know you that live story. streaming, yes. you, you don't really want that. So uh, <laughs> no. I got it sorted out. So, yeah, yeah. That's, and that's sort of how I do it. So what, I do it live and it's fantastic what's the show what do you do each week in the show okay well my show is called the 70s and up which plays music from the 1970s up to today awesome um so because how we sort of did the other t- uh, three presenters that that do uh, shows on the stream i broadcast on play music from you know the 50s and 60s and okay. they sort of things and they said well what about you know why don't you do a show well, so i'll do the the 70s and up so that's how that came to uh-huh you got fifty years, yeah. Of music choice, yeah, yeah. So, um, so I, um, yeah. So I, I, that's what I do, and people have, um, you know, make requests and all that sort of thing. So it's it's a really really good, yeah, good show. Mm. Really love love doing it, and um, yeah, it's it's um, it's great fun. Yeah, oh. I have listened to one. <laughs> yep. Yeah, I'll take it that was during lockdown, was it, where you couldn't go anywhere? <laughs> no, no, it was more recently. I think you put a link somewhere or you sent me a link I or did, something. Yes, yeah, yeah, I did, yes. I did on the, yep. in the Hangout. Yeah. yeah, yeah, so I listened to that one. Well, yep. we will put the links up everywhere when we yep. put this episode yeah, out. Yeah, you so send them to us. And yeah, we'll... email us everything you want and yep. we'll. 
okay. promote it out right. to the world, of yeah. course. And next year you better be doing Gold FM. Yeah. <laughs> as well as oh, southeast water because we love it. I think them. I'll uh, stick to southeast water. That's probably more stable <laughs> yeah. than the radio. Oh, yeah, no probably. Way. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Probably. Yeah. And um, it's really nice doing your own thing. That's like podcasting. Yeah. You have all the control. That's right. You yeah, know? that's what I like. That's yeah. what I like with it as well because mm. I was able to work out uh, – what uh, worked with my what was able to work with my screen reader for mm. accessibility side of things. Mm. I wasn't, you know, going into a radio station. Oh, this won't work. That yeah. won't work. So that was really good as well. Yeah, it's yeah. all set up for you to thrive and to shine, and that's yeah. what you that's need. Right. Yeah, way, that's way right. Better. And yeah. to then just to be able to just concentrate on making a great show. Yeah. Oh, exactly. Exactly. Yeah, Which yeah. you probably put more work into than Mandy and I do. But anyway, <laughs> oh, maybe. Um, I wouldn't. I wouldn't say. I wouldn't say that. <laughs> no. I think, I think it's really good that you two are, um, are doing something like this. How did you find us? I listened to uh, Dylan Alcott's yes. Listen Able podcast, Great. the interview that was done there, and that was how I found out about it. And my sister um, knew about it before I did, wow. and I don't know how she found out about it. Mm. I've heard it. Mentioned um, chat 10, so maybe yeah. it might have been from, that. Might have been from Annabelle. Yeah, she's yep. probably a chatter. Yeah. 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 Well, thank you for giving us a go. Yeah. Oh, no problems. It's been great. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, maybe you can get your own podcast one day. You've got all the gear. That's right. Yeah. Mm. I'm probably quite happy doing my uh, two hour a week yeah. show. Yeah, fair <laughs> enough. I know. Not fair. everyone wants a podcast, I know. No, <laughs> that's right. Some people are happy to Can, not have You one. wrote us an email last week, I think, and you were talking a little bit about your mum. And so that's, that's right. why we thought we'd like to put you in, in this week in International Pea Week leading up to Mother's Day. Could you tell us yeah, a little okay. bit about your relationship with your mum? Yeah, well, we were very close. Um, she was a, a really big supporter of mine growing up. Yes. Uh, she um, was, uh, you know, always, as I said earlier, the one that, that all, you know, advocated for mm. me and she was always my, my biggest supporter. Anything I did, she, you know, really, really supported and uh, mm. I think she would have really liked uh, the way things are with the NDIS. Yes. And I think would have really supported me in that as well. Yes. Mm. Uh, um, so, uh, you know, she, she was someone who was always very, uh, very supportive. She, she liked, uh, like music as well. Mm. Um, so she was a big fan of music and, and my sister, um, was an opera singer. Oh, so wow, it was quite right. entertaining at our place cause she'd have her music on and have something else and my sister would be practicing <laughs> and they'd have a bit of a duo happening because wow. one of our dogs we had at the time would <laughs> sort of start howling. So I just walked away and laughed quietly, oh. hoping no one knew, but I think they probably did. Oh, how gorgeous. <laughs> So um yeah so so we were we were really really close and she um she had uh, ovarian cancer which at the time wasn't very well known no. I certainly had never heard of it till she got diagnosed mm. and um um it was 15 years ago last week oh. uh, that she passed away so uh all, all the things she sort of missed she mm. missed uh you know my niece and nephew being born mm. uh, me getting my first guide dog as well yes. um and um yeah. Uh, yeah, me, you know, getting so she would have loved all that. And seeing oh. her little prem baby turn into a six foot two tall man who's got thriving. an awesome job. Yes. And a, yeah, it's not and fair. I think she would have also liked the, the stories of people I'd met, and yes. she probably would have liked this podcast too. Yes, yes she probably would she have. She probably would have. Yeah. Oh, wow. Oh. Do you still have guide dogs? I I had one dog, Phoenix, mm. who I worked him for seven years and he was fantastic. Right. We did everything together. Uh, we, you know, we travelled everywhere in Melbourne and, um, you know, around Melbourne and um, mm. did a uh, – I, I flew with him at one stage. Uh, oh. So he was a really, really good dog. He, um, you know, he was my very first and, and by far my best. And mm. I had another dog after him but he was a complete opposite. He was an absolute disaster. <laughs> oh. Oh, he no. was, um, he was uh, you know, very distracted easily. I was um, going to work one day and there was a dog walking across the road <gasps> and he uh, lunged at the dog no. trying to say hello in the middle of Nepean Highway. Oh, no. So, um, and then uh, what the sort of straw of the broke camel's back with that dog was he nearly made me, he nearly tripped me up a bus step when I was oh, getting on the bus. Oh, goodness. Oh. So I had him for about 15 months oh. and I couldn't have that trust in him that I no. had in Phoenix. Yeah. With Phoenix, I um, 
Because I also have uh, light and dark and shadows, yeah. so I can see light and dark and shadows. Yep. So I uh, was able to assist him a little bit mm. while not overriding his work. So, mm. But with Gianni, my second dog, um, I couldn't. And mm. I couldn't go anywhere at night with him. Oh. It was just too hard. So I... I use the cane and it's a lot better. Yeah, yeah. is it? After that experience. Yeah. yeah. Well, I suppose yeah. you're relying on yourself, not a dog. Yeah, that's yeah. right. That's right. And it was really hard at the beginning to trust a dog because mm. we'd had pet dogs growing mm. up. But, mm. yeah. you know, to actually trust a four-legged animal to be your eyes was yeah. pretty tough in the first two weeks of training anyway. Yeah, I've yeah. often thought about that because I think even like me as a person, I get distracted. You know, when I'm driving, sometimes – like I'll say to the work boys, oh, I'll take my car, you follow me in the truck, and then I'll forget yep. that they're yeah. following me and I'll just yeah, drive okay. off and the truck yep. is slower so it can't get through travel. And then I'm like, oh, I've lost them because you just get in your own world. But the guide yeah, dogs absolutely. don't seem to do that. Yeah, absolutely. Well, the good ones. Yeah. <laughs> How did, did you have to give that dog up then? How did you? Well, that the second been dog. Hard. Yeah. Mm. The second dog, I, it was, I, I just had to, um, you know, guide dogs wanted they wanted me to persist, but mm. I just didn't. I just had enough. No. Yeah, um, fair enough. No, it's so life and death. Yeah, it is life him. and death. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So I returned him back and adapted the cane pretty quickly yeah. because I had fourteen months in between dogs. So, yeah, okay. um, you know, I, I just adapted to the cane pretty quickly, and yeah, it sort of went on, went on from there. What are the mm. main things you need to learn about using the cane? Um, to, uh, sort of keep, yeah, to sort of keep it, um, you know, sort of pretty, uh, to sort of have, cause you move it from side to side yeah. to get around. Yeah. So to sort of have it covering, um, you know, probably covering the, the, um, you know, so, sort of covering, uh, you know, the sort of different areas where you are. So enough where it avoids, you know, a pole, poles and, yes. you know, enough sort of where it, uh, avoids, uh, you know, where, where it's, you know, I have it down on the ground where it can detect steps and, yes. and those mm. sorts of things coming up. Um, so it's a bit different to, with a guide dog. They get you around a lot of obstacles. Yeah. So it's a bit different. But, um, you know, I, I um, yeah, I've, I'm glad I had that experience, particularly with Phoenix, yeah. because I saw how positive guide dog mobility can be. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. And so do you think that the cane is um, – just as easy as a good guide dog or is it harder? Um, you've probably got a lot more concentration with the cane than a dog yes. because once the dog knows the travel route, you can just tell them, you know, I'd be able to tell Phoenix, all right, let's go to the shops or let's go to the bus or let's go, you know, here. But that obviously wasn't – that wasn't trained in them. They Once Phoenix understood me and I understood him, I was able to do that. Wow, Yeah. Whereas now it's all uh, like yeah, cane. Yeah, so it's more tiring right, yeah. for you. Mm. Yeah, but I mean, with where I'm living now, I live um, the equivalent of four house blocks away from the station, so right. it's not far at all. Yeah, and it's on the same line as work, so it's terrific. only one train in. Oh, yeah. terrific! Yep, yep, yep. That's a smart. That thing. must be just yeah. life changing. Oh, it is. Mm. It is. Yeah. Um. You know, it really is. Like it's. You know. It really is just um, so just life changing because I um I had some mobility with a mobility instructor before I went back in the office because uh, mm. I've been working from home in lockdown. Yes, yes Melbourne. Uh, and then I just wanted to be around people again. Yes, mm. lonely. When I moved out on my own. Yeah. So um, so I'd be getting the train to Frankston to where I work, and it, you know, one train, which is amazing. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> oh. Yeah. I know from where I live to get to Frankston, you have to go into the city. And then all the way back then, out, yeah, even though we're yeah. halfway to Frankston. Yeah. It's, we just need a little train yeah. that goes across. <laughs> what about yep, getting to know right. people in your community? Do you, can you get to know people um, in the shops or your neighbours? Yeah, What's that been sort like? Of got to, yeah, they've sort of got to know me a little bit, you know, in the cafes and things mm. like that. Um, and the neighbours have got to know me as well, just mm. sort of by seeing me around yes. and all that sort of thing. And they've said, oh, if you need anything, you know, yeah, let us good. know. But, you know, I... Um, I mean, I do my shopping, grocery shopping online. Yeah. Oh, yeah. So that gets so that works out pretty well. Yep. Terrific. Yeah, gotta love online and shopping. It's, um, and my dad's probably about oh, twenty minutes away. Yeah. Yep. So I went home back to Mulgrave last week um, for the for my mum's anniversary. So oh. 
I went back there and went to the grave and um, mm. then watched the footy. My, my dad's a Collingwood supporter. Ah, so, uh, Anzac Day. To see the uh, Anzac Day match and to see mm. us and then win was, uh, yes. was actually really good. <laughs> <laughs> do you barrack for the Bombers? I do. Oh, yes. yes. You were probably at VFL Park with my husband back then in the day because he grew up in Glen Waverley. <laughs> oh, okay. Yeah, and he's yep. a big Bombers fan. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yep. What a day for you. Yeah. Yeah. So that was really good. Yeah. Yes, that was good. Not like didn't this week you just miss? Didn't you just lose at the very end of the game? Um. Yeah. We yes. lost to Carlton. Yes, you that's did. Right. I think it was a case of they. Um. They were better. Yeah, they, they probably just got away. Yeah. <laughs> are you end, Are you able to go honest. to the footy very much? Do you like to go? I do. Yeah. Um. I go to uh, the Essendon Geelong match once yep. a year. Yeah. Because with my, one of my best mates is Geelong, so we sometimes yep. we go. Yep. Um. I'm going to go to a couple of games with a support worker. Right. The um, Hawthorne Essendon game and the Richmond Essendon game. Yeah. Uh, two of the games I've decided to go to. Oh, especially ah. Hawthorne. That's fun from the yeah. 80s. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Tell us about NDIS then and support workers and changing um, to that model. NDIS has been, yeah, NDIS has been really life changing for oh, me because great. I've, um, I've been able to use the same. Uh, support worker and the same agency for the cleaning. Terrific. That I did when I, you know, when I was at home. So I moved and I was still able to use them. Great. So that was really good. And, and also I use um, uh, Mabel as my platform yep, for yep. getting support workers. Yeah. Mm. And I think that's really good because you can sort of handpick your own yes. support workers you know, according to what you want and all that sort of stuff. So mm. um, I... Um, I always had the cleaner during lockdown, but I decided I had a week's leave in August last year and I wanted to uh, re-engage support workers again just to uh, go for a walk because, yes. you know, that was – we were really restricted on where we could go yeah. and it's having, having different people in your lives again. So, yes. Hmm. Yeah, it's – it's it sometimes can be tricky to find the right people and then when you find the good it ones, can. it's terrific. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah, yeah yep. Mm. How did you survive the lockdown? I was pretty lucky. I was able to work from home. Great. Which was really good. So I was able to work from home. I was still able to um, do my radio show, of course. Yes. And um, so nothing sort of really changed. And But as time got on, mm. um, you know, it was a bit, it was sort of a bit challenging because you yes. never knew when it was going to no, end. No, we didn't. So, um, I, uh, my sister's a social worker mm. and she, um, I sent her an email saying I was a bit flat one day yes. and um, she got in touch. She rang me and said, oh, have you heard of the uh, COVID support line? I said, well, I've heard of a lot of those sorts of lines, never used them. Mm. And I sort of curiosity got the better of me and I Googled it and rang them. And um, so I've sort of used them from time to time. Terrific. I used them in the snap lockdown that we yep. had yeah. in Melbourne. Yeah, yes. that was a that hard was, one. Yeah. That was hard. Yeah, yeah. I lost yeah. my mind a little bit about that. Yeah. Yeah, because yeah, I was on my own yes. and I didn't know. My sister was able to come and see me, but I didn't know to what extent, you know, regarding the permits. Yes. I it was yeah. registered with a, um, like a, a GP here or anything. Mm. So, I mean, I probably could have got my GP back in Mulgrave to write something if they needed to be. But, um, yeah, I, uh, I, um, so that was, that was pretty tough, the snap lockdown. Yes. So yes. I, um, I then, uh, well, obviously, because I wanted to um, bank up my hours for when I moved. So when the snap lockdown finished, I thought I want to actually have something to look forward to here. Yes. So I, um, I went on a uh, day trip with my support worker to Inverloch. Terrific. Where we spent a lot of family holidays. Ah. Um, for a, I went on a day trip there. So that was really, really good to go there again. I hadn't been there for a while. So yeah, that, that was a lot of fun. Smell the beach and feel oh, the wind yeah, and or hear right. it, hear that's the right. ocean. Yeah. Because yep. when you've been in lockdown in suburbia. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it was a long yeah, six right. months. It was. It really exactly was. Right. So it now certainly was. We will all be, we will never forget. We're all sort of bonded from that, we all the really Melbourne are. nights, the Melbourne. aren't we? <laughs> Yeah, certainly yeah. are. The rest of the world had it worse than us, but we had it rest, worse than the rest of Australia. <laughs> yeah, that's well, right. The it, well, the way it is in uh, in India at the moment, yes. oh. they have it worse than anyone. Oh, I feel sorry for them. Me I can't too. Even, it's it, it's incomprehensible when it you look actually. at the numbers and yeah. you go, oh, oh goodness yeah. me. And you I think know. for all the vulnerable people, there. I know it's just yeah. I know. it's mm. terrible. My um my scholarship her. Boyfriend's parents are Indian and his grandmother died today oh. and 
of course his oh, mum can't go back. Oh. No, she she's can't. Like, go. I just yeah. want to go to my mum's funeral, and yeah. you know, and she knew that she she didn't have COVID. She had something else, but she'd been sick for three weeks. But just that, you know, they've always lived. We've always been able to live wherever we want in the world. Yeah, and then we can go home. Yeah, and I think exactly. yeah, it's just and they her. Husband, her granddad, so their granddad, the husband, he can't go out and get, have support from any friends and family because there's too much COVID. Oh, so he's just got to yeah, stay that's home. Terrible. And yeah, I'm like, we just have nothing to complain about no, in this country. No, oh, exactly. But and then the, we've got such good health care. Oh, yes. such good health care. Yeah. yeah. What yeah. is what is your ongoing health care for your eyes? What does what is that um, like? Do you see what sort of specialist do you see? I see a, an eye specialist every twelve months. Right. Um, so I just go to check up, just have a check up and everything's everything's fine. Yeah, um, yep. you know, they check the pressure and they check, you know, everything else mm. and everything's you know, everything's pretty good. So they just sort of he just says, uh, go back in um, you know, come back in twelve months and if you know, if anything happens, just go back again. Yeah. So, yeah. Yep. Everything's stable on that front. Yeah, yep. terrific. Yep. Yep. And if you had to tell the peas something and the pea, especially the pea parents, what would you tell them? What's your message? Um, I think I've probably got two things. I think it's probably more, I think, to persist mm. because persistence does pay and I knew it would pay when it came to me for getting work. Mm. I knew that would, mm. if I persisted, it would happen. Mm. Mm. Um, I think... Um, to you'll always get knocked down by people, anyone, mm. but you'll find a way to get up again. I don't know how we do it, but we do. Yeah, mm. that's yeah. true. That's true, and you're living proof of that. Oh, thank you. It's yeah. it's really good to be um be on the podcasts, and yeah, it's really good to be in the hangout. It's such a friendly group. Yeah, oh, I don't think there's another group like it. I don't think they're so. all so lovely, and everyone takes advice from people and. Yeah, I really, I really love the hangout. And there's a lot for us, particularly. Well, we just speak for ourselves as mums to think about. Um, you know, we want our children to grow up as fabulous as you have, Dean. Yeah, and be confident and go after their dreams. And yeah, yeah, that's that's all every parent wants. That's right. Yeah, that's right. And it's been good to uh, been good to share my story. Mm. Yeah. Well, yeah. we're. So so thankful and yes. so thrilled to meet you. Yeah, Dean came home from work early. So he, he did could talk come. To he us. went to work early and then came home early to make this work. So thank you so yes. much. Yeah, I, I, I did my hours, so that yep. was that was all good. Terrific. Yes. Thank well, you, South East nice. Water. They were really, you know, yep. good about it, weren't they? They were, yeah. Um, and there's uh, another um, one of the members of the hangout uh, works at uh, my workplace oh, as well. Really? So. Oh, yeah. shout the! Oh, well, you might not want to shout them out, yeah, but anyway, yeah, thank you, P Tribe Hangout yeah, member. Thank you. <laughs> the peas are everywhere. You never know. <laughs> <laughs> Have we missed anything at all, Dean? That you want to tell anyone? Um, I think we've covered everything. I think again, um, you know, it it can be tough. Yes, but there's always, you know, you'll always find light at the end of the tunnel. Mm. Uh, now you'll always meet people who you sort of don't expect to meet who mm. will make a difference. That's mm. so true. Unexpected friends or care workers or medical staff, I think, yeah, when you least expect it, sometimes yeah. they come in and change That's life. That's right. Yeah, mm. yep, yep. Mm. Well, you've given us tremendous hope and I know that there will be peas out there listening that have children who are blind or mm. vision impaired and they'll be hanging on to every word you've said. Yes, I hope so. Yes, thank <laughs> sure. you so much. And we will listen to your radio show. Send us through the the link and we'll yep, pop it in we'll the show yeah, notes. Anything else you want anyone else to know, you yep. send it to us no. and we'll put it out into the world. Your um, cricket awards. Oh, no problems. Yeah, the cricket award. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> put that on our Instagram. <laughs> yeah. Oh, thank you, Dean. All right, See thanks, you. Dean. No problems. Bye. 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 Oh, my goodness, Dean. Oh, I love Dean. I love yeah. that he listens. I know, me too. And that, I don't know why I thought he lived in South Australia. Yeah, I really got that wrong. I'm sorry, yeah, Dean. Yeah, you did. I'm yeah. sorry. Oh, he was gorgeous. He was, yeah. Yeah. All, everyone that comes on this podcast. I know. Are amazing, beautiful people. And there's always people. something to learn every week, isn't oh, there? We yep. didn't know about a naughty guy dog and how no, devastating that would be. about that. The time and the effort yes. and the fear yes. that Dean must have had. 
Yes. Yeah. And, yeah. Yeah. And the beautiful relationship he had with his mum, yeah. missing her. See, she yeah. passed away just before Mother's Day too. Yeah. Very cruel. Yeah, it's a hey? tricky time it of year. It is a tricky time. Which, so we want to say thank you, Dean. Yes, thank Thanks you, for Dean. coming on. Thanks for going to work early. Yeah, so you could get home in time. I'm um, really, I feel really touched by that. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. So thank you because we know getting to work is an effort. Although yeah. now one and train line, awesome. Awesome. But who wants to get out of bed early? It's about no. four degrees in the morning in Melbourne That's at the moment. That's right. So thank you, Dean. Thanks <laughs> yes, for that thank tremendous you. effort. And you, Pease, if you've listened five days in a row. Oh, wow. You're not saturated like Darren said. <laughs> I even forgot on Tuesday morning. I was so like, oh, funny. I can listen to us. <laughs> Maddie sends me a message. I forgot oh, we had another yeah. episode. <laughs> it's like, what? International P Week? I know. What a week, hey? It's been lovely. Thank you to everyone who shared it. Instagram yes. stories, all sorts of things. Thanks for telling us that you've enjoyed it. I love all the different little groups, the community groups, the disability groups, yes. the, you know, play groups or yeah. Neighbour Day and all yeah. of those people going, yeah, let's get around IPW. Pee-wee. Yeah, IPW. Yeah. So, and then number one daughter's like, don't have hashtag IPW. There's too many. You have oh. to have International P Week. Oh, okay. So next right. year we'll change I'll just that. do the whole okay. hashtag because it's already Friday. And so. I thought my Yoda meme was amazing. Yes. But not many of you did. Yeah, how so come sorry you didn't about like that. it. <laughs> I thought I was really proud of myself for that meme. <laughs> So if you're not on Facebook or in the Instagram. Hangout, yeah, 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 Instagram, Mandy made a little Yoda meme about International P Week. <laughs> yeah. And one of the boys at work goes, oh, this is the most boomer thing I've ever seen. Oh, I am not a boomer. I was like, oh, that's why they say it because I'm not a boomer. I'm a Gen X. I am too. Yeah. And they get really, they know I get really yes, annoyed at being called a boomer. On. So I was All like, right. just call us an Xer. Yeah. Anyway, we, anyway, we love you. that meme. So who cares? So <laughs> we will be getting ready for our first Melbourne live mm-hmm. show for mm-hmm. tomorrow. If you're mm-hmm. listening today on Friday. Mm-hmm. So, um, yep, we're excited. Um, we're not nervous yet. No, no, um, no that's Saturday's problem. Yeah, that's yep. right. But you know, we're getting our hair done. We are. Maybe a little bit of makeup. Up. We didn't do that for Sydney, so no. watch out. Yeah, but we're home now, so we know people. Yeah, that's right. So, yeah, we are really excited to do our live shows. Really, really proud of International P Week. Yeah. We will be back next year with that's International right. P Week. It's going to get bigger and better. Definitely. And we won't. We will have that Opera House green. <laughs> And we just hope you felt seen this week. Yes, and we know we know it's it's equal parts tricky and beautiful Mother's Day. That's so right. We really get it. And all the people that sent messages saying thank you for acknowledging foster mothers, thank you for acknowledging stepmums, thank you for acknowledging people that adopted um, peas and pea shoots later um, in life. Um, we say thank you for sharing your story with us. That's right. Thank you for we, everyone who's sending speak yes. pipes, emails. You all joined in and we're really yes. thankful to you And we you know for that. a couple of them came in a bit late, but so we'll we just read them, them all. But we'll read them another later. time. Yeah. yeah. Yep. So we've loved sharing this week with you. Yes. And we're really going to enjoy doing our two Melbourne shows. There might be tickets left. I don't know because it's Friday, but there probably yeah. is for Ringwood. Yeah. Um, and you can always go on and have and a we'll look. We'll see you. We can't wait to give you a hug. We can't wait and, to yeah. give you a hug. I'm sorry, and if, everybody else, but we'll try and make we'll it other places. We are definitely trying to get to Canberra because I don't want to let make the rest of you feel bad, but Canberra peas are very persistent. They are very <laughs> persistent. And and they, they want us to come. Yeah, so, that's right. You know, if you want us, we might come. We may not. <laughs> anyway, thank you, Kate, for the great idea of International Pea Week oh. and for going to lots of effort in um, editing and five the sound episodes engineer. and the sound engineer. We've so thank you to both of you because whole families. I haven't really... Done oh, anything except record it, but yeah, yeah that's we've right. recorded five. We've and got we're our finishing up the book this week. This, oh, then the booklet arrived. The booklet and arrived. Finished so you... editing the book. I mean, we have. Oh, we've been I can't waking even up. Tell you. I mean, I am in the it's chat. It's been sleepless. The chat ten sleep zero yes, group. Yes, and I've been reading that at three a.m. Yeah, because I'm just worrying about things. Worrying and... about things. Punctuation. Oh my oh, goodness! It's just like actually caring about your twelve. Yeah, to submit work. Because I do care. I know. But please be gentle with our spelling mistakes and just tell somebody else. Don't yeah, tell us don't tell because us. Yep. turns out the editors can try but they can't pick up everything. Oh. <laughs> anyway. Anyway. We're super proud, but it's been a it's been a big week um, for the two P's. Yes, it's been yeah. momentous. A really, really momentous. big week. And yeah. um we love you all. Thanks for yeah. being in the most awesome P tribe ever. Yeah. And we'll be back with an we'll episode back next week. week. Bye. Bye.
Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no-brainers. If you have a lot of mailing to do, Stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer. Use the Stamps.com mobile app to mail everything you need to keep your business running with up to 89% off USPS and UPS. Make the same no-brainer decision as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Use code PROGRAM for a special offer. That's Stamps.com, code PROGRAM.